It's time for the taste, one number to call. Pizza Haven Pizza's delivered to your door. It's the Pizza Haven way that makes it taste right. Quality and freshness in every single bite. The $24.90 Haven Hamper is great value. Any two large pizzas, six cans of Coke and two garlic bread for $24.90. Dial 13121 for one. Turn on to the taste, one number to call. Pizza Haven Pizza's delivered to your door. Dial 13121 for one for fast, free delivery. Pick up only if you can still find a location. Pizzas may or may not have stopped being made in 1998. Discerning Gamer Podcast sponsor. Welcome to the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Your premium destination for all things gaming culture. We have the latest in gaming news, reviews of the hottest new games, discussion and analysis of the games of yesteryear. When you're short on time and need your gaming fix, look no further than the crew who know their master chief from their master sword. I love Halo. Your hosts, Joel, Simon, Casey, and Ferg. So toss a coin to your Witcher and answer that call of duty. It's time to level up. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Yes, reciting the Hungry Purple Dinosaur ate the kind Zingy Fox, the Jabbering Crab, and the Mad Whale and started vending and quacking before crying out in terror. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. I am your host, Joel J.B. Fury Beauchene. And with us this week, as always, are the DG crew, starting with the PC Gamer, the Sultan of Steam. Excited to be approaching the end of the year he chose to spend in video game purchasing abstinence. It's Mm. none other than Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Welcome to the show, Fergus. Oh, JB, how are you, mate? We're so close. It's been a very long year, and I'll probably touch on my challenge at some point during tonight's episode. But yes, I've only got, what, 12 days or something? Don't touch it too too gently, (laughs) Ferg. You'll just... Yes. Fucking hell. It's be, been a long yeah. challenge. You know what happens. Yeah. We, we all know what happens uh, at the end of these challenges. Yes. But uh, good on you for uh, choosing to uh, put such a ridiculous uh, uh, restriction on yourself. It's, yeah, it hasn't uh, been the best. No. Uh, also with us, the gaming chef, the Earl of Emotional Damage, desperate to retain his title as Discerning Gamer of the Year 2022, it's Simon Steely McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Steely. Thank you for welcoming him to the show, JB. I am cooking this week. I've got a little bubble in my throat and it sounds weird and I like it. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to come. I could just feel it there and I was too busy talking. So but anyway, no. Yeah, you know what? I don't think I'm going to win it this year. You know why? Because I just don't think I am. But I'm excited oh, to go out. through it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'll be doing to whoever does win. Oh, I hope it's not my wife. <laughs> oh, boy. And finally with us, the Nintendo Queen, uh, Pistol, Pisty, Pete, the Pissed. Uh, desperately trying to locate the votes she wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud, she opens her mouth, but the words won't come out. She's choking how everybody's joking now. The clock's run out, time's up, over, blow. It's none other than Casey C. Mac McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, C. Mac. Thank you. Oh, look at that. It's a crowd tonight. Don't worry, everyone. 
Simon found my votes. So it's okay. No, if for oh, some good. reason, I didn't take a photo of them when I did them because... Trust the fucking the fucking husband to find the votes. Right? <laughs> old handwriting. Nice. Yeah, old school. Yeah, Here's the winning. Here's the winning one. Winning ones. Yeah. yeah, wow. Big talk. <laughs> oh. What do you know? <laughs> what uh, to kick things off? What have we What have we been playing this week? Fergus, Fergamon, Hamilton. What, uh, what, what have you been uh, What have you been spending the uh, the hours uh, whiling away on? I've been. Uh, Playing Farming Simulator 2022, JB, if you had to know. Uh, what, wow. a, what a stitch up. <clears throat> yeah, I've been uh, jumping in and, you know, plowing fields and yeah. doing all that fun stuff. Over the last couple of weeks, it's been uh, it's been enjoyable. I have been on holidays for a little bit, so I haven't played a lot, but I have jumped back into it. And, uh, well, that's right. Look, no, it's just no the dop- dopamine fix that I just enjoy Farming Simulator 2022. Oh, Fantastic. Uh, what, what's what's been uh, on high rotation around at the uh, the Mac household? Oh well, fucking getting me. I have been playing Sonic Dream Team for iOS. Pass uh, into the ass. No, nah, hear me out. <laughs> um, it's fucking really good. It's actually really really good. It's yeah. kind of like um, if all the Sonic console games that came out for years weren't shit, and because mm. this one's good. Um, mm. I'm really loving it. So I'm playing Sonic Dream Team on my phone. It's a little bit. I have to kind of squint or and and play it, put my phone on a tissue box so it's flat and it's <laughs> sitting close to my face because I don't have one of those fancy things that hangs out on the controller. But um, it's it's great. You, it's there's um, everybody's there. You know, um, Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Amy, um, Rouge the Bat, um, fucking Cream the Rabbit. From Sonic mm. Advance 2 and Cheese the Chow, so Cream Cheese. That I cannot take any plot point in a game seriously when they say Cream and Cheese must have been doing this. It's just like, go fuck yourself. That is not... I cannot... Anyway, the story is nothing to be cared about, but the concept and the, and the amount of fun ideas that are in the game and the... The flow of the levels is really cool, uh, I think, and um, and surprisingly, really, really snappy controls for a 3D Sonic game and a 3D Sonic game on the phone mm. as well. Um, this is that, is this that to a me new is stealing. Yeah, brand brand spanking, spanking new. Yeah. Um, I've got a free trial for an Apple Arcade just to play this because. That's why I got that. I got a notification about that because we've got a family service. Okay, mm. note to self, don't buy anything suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Apple Store. Yes. You'll but have it's, to it's uh, great, so. cancel, cancel the download of Pornography Wars. Uh, there, cuties, cuties, yeah. un- cuties hacked 28. Yeah, yeah. I was going to get Sluts Unlimited, but I decided not to do that. Mm. <laughs> mainly, mainly because of my moral code. But apart from that, uh, no. So Sonic Dream Team, everyone, um, it, a fucking excellent game. Uh, I'm, I'm not prepared prepared to give this a discerning game a score um, because I'll probably never pl- be able to play it again unless it comes out on a console. But um, fuck it, I'll do it anyway. Eight. Mm. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, you heard it here first. <clears throat> Eight out of ten for. Sonic on iOS. Nice. Sonic, Sonic Dream, Dream Team, Joel. Sonic it's Dream Team. Sonic. Oh, well. Come on, Dad. <laughs> no worries. There's more than one Sonic Dad. <laughs> I'm a dad sure too. Sure is. Yeah. Uh, well, Impressive cock. Excellent. Well, um, 
I, I, I must admit, I've been absolutely hammering uh, this title, Oxygen Not Included, uh, on PC. Uh, I'm, I'm actually keenly looking out to see if there's a version that will come out on uh, PlayStation, but um, it does lend itself very much to operating with the mouse and keyboard because there's a lot of hotkeys that are sort of involved and... and being able to sort of highlight and drag areas with the mouse, it's sort of it's very uh, sort of critical to the the function of the game, and oh, I'm just loving it. It it mm. is such a great game. If you check out the reviews on Steam, it they are, I think, what is it, ninety six percent overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Um, out of like a hundred over a hundred thousand reviews as well. You know, so. it, it's a game that came out in 2019, and I only just. I only just found out about it uh, a few weeks ago, so that's uh, rather embarrassing. But um, it it honestly is an excellent, excellent game. If you're a fan of the base-building genre, if you like uh, games like uh, Subnautica and, and games of that nature where you're building a base and having to gather resources and all of those uh, sorts of things, check out Oxygen Not Included uh, from is it Clay or Cly? Um, K-L-E-I? Yeah. Entertainment. Um, Cly Entertainment. The mm-hmm. uh, people who brought you Don't Starve and more recently Don't Starve Together, uh, which I believe is on uh, Xbox, PlayStation, PC. It's on most platforms. Uh, another great game of theirs. But um, anyway, uh, without further ado, I think it's time to start with the news headlines and... We'll bloody throw over to the Steelmeister. So here we go. <laughs> yeah. Stuff's been going on. We've not been around for a few weeks. Yes. What do you know about it? Fuck. Oi, yeah, I just about lost my phone then because I didn't. Anyway, um, hey, whoa, hello. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Um, fuck. E3 has officially decided to... Yeah, well, that's the quick way to do it. Um, just straight in the eyeball, between the eyeballs. Not in the... Not anyway. Has officially decided to put the put to rest the idea of coming back. That's right. The ESA have decided to abandon E3 for good, as if we didn't know it was already happening. With the industry collectively taking to marketing via digital events held on YouTube throughout the year, it's no wonder E3 was cut off at the legs before the ESA had a chance to regrow them. Although I'm sad to see E3 go a time of year right before my birthday that could re- that you could rely on to give you a big show with the big three competing head-to-head to win the best in show, it seems as though the ESA and its partners continued to see declining support for the event in the last 10 years. We reached out to the ESA for comment, and they had this to say. I blame two things, Nintendo for fucking Nintendo Directs, and Jeff Keighley, mainly because I just don't like that guy's face. <laughs> He's got a punchable face. Am I right? Uh, must be uh, <coughs> friends with you, Fred. Um, all jokes aside... Um, I am going to miss E3, and I'm sad I never got to attend an event in person. Um, so that's E3. Dead! Um, anyway, oh, speaking of shutting Steely down... Steely, I nearly choked on my coffee then. Yeah. Your coffee or your cock? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> no, that's one, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> anyway. Oh, please go on. Are you all right? Are you all right? <coughs> right? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm just bleeding from the eyes at the moment. Yeah, down the wrong hole. Oh, mate, we've all been there. Um, bleeding from the eyes. Speaking of shutting down, from over two decades to just four days. Fantastic! The developers of the scam of the year, the day before, has shut shop just four days after the launch of its once most wish-listed game, the day before. After failing to even release a game that resembled what was promised, it seemed fantastic, has cut their losses, with the limited servers available still remaining open for the foreseeable future. Fantastic has now had a de- had to delist the game and apparently is in breach of Steam sales codes for abandoning an early access live service just for loading, glitching, clipping, and falling through the floor-filled days on the market. As part of every dev... Um, uh, as, no, fuck this. Uh, sorry, I've read fantastic so many times that I can't say the words properly anymore. As per every dev that has apologised for a shit game this year, fantastic, fuck me, didn't di- didn't disappoint with their own sorry statement mentioning that the game was made by mostly volunteers, which I think is just code for AI-generated content. Mm-hmm. But finally, people will stop calling Sonic 06 the worst video game of all time. We reached out to Sonic producer Takashi Izuka for comment, and he had this to say. I am fastest thing alive, motherfucker. I will run on your cock, whatever that means. I have the biggest ass in gaming. You cannot stop blue magic, motherfucker. I'm pretty sure it's the blue blur, but uh, whatever. Um, that's what he had to say about that. So, what's science code to do? Because everything is the center yes, of that, gravity. That checks out. Anyway, next up, uh, get down off the chair, you naughty dog. You heard me? Get. That's right. Naughty Dog is in the news this week as they... Wow, that was... (laughs) (laughs) That was a crowbar if I've ever heard one there, It doesn't get old. Um, It doesn't get old. It doesn't get good either. Shut up! (laughs) It's always been good. Anyway, um, that's right. Naughty Dog is in the news this week as they have officially stopped development on The Last of Us Online. Considering they had the last of them working on the multiplayer live service in a statement on X, Naughty Dog have made the call to cancel the project to fight the good fight and work on their single-player experiences, stating that for the amount of development time needed to continue working on the project and offer ongoing support, the studio would have no resources left for developing the single-player cinematic masterpieces that they are known for. I mean, I support this decision only if it means we get no more fucking remasters of games that came out five years ago. Um, so that's uh, Naughty Dog. In, in, the news. in saying that, Steely, I just saw advertised The Last of Us Part 2 remastered uh, being advertised <laughs> on the PlayStation Store. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Fucking. So I hate that. Anyway, um, how do you like your game awards shows? Filled with ads? Do you like Simu Lu? How about Jordan Peele and Hideo Kojima? Well, because that's exactly what Jeff Keighley likes. Uh, but by the sounds of it, 
not the award winners actually thanking anyone. Yes, at this year's Game Awards at the Peacock Theatre, award winners as a result of Christopher Judge's monster acceptance speech that, let's face it, should have been written down, were only allowed 30 seconds on stage to say thank you to the teams and people that shaped the games they made. And then they were told to wrap it up on the teleprompter. And that's even if they got to speak, because most of those awards did not come with acceptance speech slots. Yes, only 12 minutes of the Game Awards show that ran for a couple of hours long was actually about the awards. We reached out to Jeff Keeley to hear what he has to say about cutting off Larry and Studios during thanking a member of the team who had passed away, and this is what his smug face had to say about it. Well, at least mum doesn't think I'm a failure anymore. My dad still told me I am a big fuckhead and told me to get a real job or I'm not welcome home tonight. So there you go. Um, uh, trouble at home for Jeff Keeley. Gee Louise. Uh, fucking uh, hell. All right. Anyway. Um, whose dad ever would call you a big fuckhead? Anyway. <laughs> Jeff Gill, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Um, uh, look, and look, they said they were fine with it, but Activision is pissed with Christopher Judge after he made arguably the best comment of the show, stating that his speech last year was longer than that of this year's Call of Duty single-player campaign. After he, after he made the joke on stage, he... Uh, he followed it up by saying, well, there's another company I'll never work for. Um, I have nothing more to say about this except amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, anyway, last you, but not least. Sorry, what was that? I said good on you, Christopher. Yeah, good yeah. on you. Uh, the fucking the judge has entered the building. Judge, jury, executioner. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> ah, nice one, Simon. Uh, anyway. Um, last but not least, oh, this is filled with great jokes, this one. Are you ready for this? Uh, at the very end, anyway. <laughs> last but not least, Rockstar has given us our first look at their newest GTA installment coming in 2025. Yes. With the rumours being true, we got a look at the female protagonist and her male counterpart in Vice City with a trailer oozing detail and refer- references to real-life criminals and places that you would only find in America. They also included a sneaky Red Dead Redemption 2 Easter egg in there, referring to Everett Morgan. The trailer officially broke the internet as it was the highest viewed ever in 24 hours on YouTube, clocking in just under 100 million views in a day long period. Dollars. In how long? <laughs> in how long? 24 hours. 24 hours. Um, I guess you could say they stole our attention or, wait, 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 they had sex with our attention, paid us some attention, then took our attention back and drove away. There's a little <laughs> the, the, the prostitute fucking joke in there for you from GTA. Anyways, um, and, uh, and and just a side note that I haven't written down. Did anybody did anybody see how the guy? You know how there's the guy that's got the full face tats and the coloured mm. hair in the trailer. Apparently he's a real guy, and he, <laughs> and he tried to sue Rockstar by telling them. That they stole his life. So, <laughs> fuck. Well, fucking good luck with that. I know, right? And that's your news for this week. All right. That's what I'm kidding. I've told you stuff. That's all of it for this year. There's no more news. Merry Christmas, bitches.
Rangers. Wowee. Nice one. Wow. Some, uh, some big news there, Steely. I just want to circle back on the old uh, Fantastic and the, the day before. What an absolute saga. The whole oh. life cycle of that game, like from getting from when it was first announced to it releasing. And, yeah. Came yep. out in early access. They, oh, they were supposed to be a full release and they changed it. It's going to be an early access release and then they just let it out. And it's got a 15% overwhelmingly negative review score on steam with near just over 22 and a half about 22 and a half thousand reviews which puts it in the top 10 worst games reviewed on steam of all time and <clears throat> i actually went and watched a few um you know walkthroughs some playthroughs of people playing this game and give them credit the game actually looked okay but from what they were promising and what they were selling it as to what it turned out to being was just so far removed um you know, they were talking about it's going to be this MMO, you know, open world, you know, shooter, blah, blah, blah. And then from the footage that I saw, it looked like the whole premise of the game was was to basically go out into a city, loot stuff, return and cash it in and just upgrade weapons. And that was all I saw, but it was just so bad and clunky to the point where it was... I was watching this guy play... And he ran out of bullets and he's like, oh, well, that's no good. I'm out of bullets. I'll have to, you know, melee my way around the map. You can't melee in the game. So, when you get to a point where you have no bullets, you can't defend yourself. you just fucked. you just fucked. <laughs> and just stuff like this, like the completely empty city, very limited places you could go in. Like the whole thing was just super clunky and it was just like there was nothing to it. Like it was just a shell of, of a game. Um it was just the whole thing. I just think is really bizarre, and I think the early access in Australia. I think they were selling it for like sixty bucks. And so oh. when they like when they um basically came out and said, "Oh, we're shutting down the studio," and that was everything from like the CEO like basically disappearing from like Twitter or X or whatever, and them just basically dissolving into nothing. I just thought, what's going on? They're just going to take people's money, and that's it. But they have come out since then and basically said. Regardless of how many how many hours you've played in this game, you can get a refund. So they're actually doing the right thing with Steam. And regardless if, if I think the Steam T's and C's, I think you have to return something in the first two or three hours of of gameplay. But they're basically saying if you played it for twenty hours and you're still not happy, then they're going to get a refund. So at least there's going to be no damage to people's wallets financially as if they want to return the game. But it just looks so bad, and it's just just the whole thing just so weird, just weird. One of the reviews that I read on Steam about it said, uh, like it was a player that said they they were exploring some giant area of this city and they said in the whole time that they were exploring that area, they found, they came across two enemies. Mm. Yeah. And like, so they said it's just, the, it's almost like the whole map's just empty, barren, mm. like, so even if you are upgrading your weapons and, you know... Fully loaded up to the the kit, you know. There's there's nothing to use them on. Like there's no no enemies to fight. And uh, another person said that some of the cities that they used in the game were literally add-on packs that you could buy from from the Epic Store for Unreal Engine. Uh, I think it's Unreal Engine Five yeah. that they use. Yeah. So you actually just buy like a like a city map, and it comes preloaded. And they've literally just cut and paste that straight into the game and gone, oh, there it is. There's your level. Um, so, 
Mm. Yeah, a lot to be desired in terms of the actual development of the thing. Um, yeah, it's just then- the most bizarre story, isn't it? You know, like in a game in a year of gaming where there's been lots of apologies and lots of bad games come out amongst all of the incredible games that have come out. To cap off the year with such a compelling and strange thing, it just, it you know, it completely makes you forget that even Redfall and Golem and all these other shitty games even happened, really, because you look at this and you just go, there is there is nothing that pales in comparison to this kind of story that has happened in the, in the sort of the gaming landscape over the last, I don't know how many years. It's just, it's in, absolutely insane. And I think that the most kind of the saddest part about it is, is that, all of the marketing material made it sound like that this is going to be like the best experience of the year. Get ready for this. And then they released this fucking statement at the end of it all saying, you know, oh, we're sorry that we didn't meet expectations. And, and you know, we worked really, really hard and put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into this. If, if the world itself, which does very much look like a copy and pasted, sort of world i mean i saw this really great youtube video of a guy playing it saying that each of the areas of the map looks like it was just cut and paste and put there for the sake of a trailer mm-hmm. and i found that really interesting it's like it, it's kind of like they've put this map together just for the sake of making trailers to make the game look really good and then try and sell people on an extraction shooter um that barely functions and I just find that to be um, just absolutely mind-blowing that this kind of thing has happened and that it, it can happen. Like, it could it could continue to happen. If, if this company can basically release a game on day one that is nothing that it says it is, what stops anybody else from doing the same thing? Having said that, there are so many other companies out there that aren't of this kind of... Um, I guess the, the pedigree of this company that is obviously quite low and they would not do that. But um, it, it just isn't a good look for the gaming industry because I think we've come to expect better. And yet out of all the shit that's happened this year and um, and in previous years, you know, with things, especially with things like Cyberpunk, to their credit, at least they went and they fixed the issues. Whereas this company has just gone, ah, oh, well, fuck Sorry, and and just disappeared. It's just absolutely <laughs> insane. It's like the Bermuda Triangle of video games. Mm-hmm. Cyberpunk, you have to say, is like it's it's so disappointing that Cyberpunk was released in such a broken state when it when it did launch because it was like for a studio like CD Projekt Red, who are an amazing studio in their own right and have created so many great games previously. It just, it was a real surprising, it was like a real anomaly that they released this game that was so fucked. But it, it is now a really good, really fun, really compelling game experience and um, one that would be highly recommended now. Right. Like it, it, I, I did buy it and, you know, spend, you know, I, I don't think I got it on sale too cheaply, Um but I feel like it was worth the money. Like it, it, it is actually a really good game. Um, yeah. So it, it is just so bizarre that that this this com- company, fantastic, that can't afford the first A in the word fantastic, um, 
<laughs> decided to release something that really resembles more of a tech demo than mm-hmm. than an actual fully fleshed out game in any in any way. But, but just, um, just the yeah, just how quickly things happened as well. You know, they sort of released it, and it's like, oh, well, it's early access. You know, well, we'll give them some benefit yeah. of the doubt. They might put some time into it and bring it up and fix a few things, and then like three days or whatever it was later, like, no, we're out of here. I I suspect <laughs> I suspect that that their company probably had some amount of like seed funding to <clears throat> get going. They burnt through all of that money. And then they were like, well, fuck, what do we do now? We either just release it as is and try and get some money back or, mm. or you know, the whole lot's just, just completely burnt. And mm. I think they they released it, it got trashed, and then they were like, oh, well, fuck it then. And they just pulled the pin because uh, they were out of out of money, mm. basically. So, um, yeah. Mm. Uh, it's just yeah, interesting because you can't actually buy the game anymore and that didn't that was i think before they even said that they were like cancelling or whatever because i was sort of following the reviews over the first couple of days and i noticed when i was checking in on them on one of the days you i was like oh fuck there's no buy now button i wonder what's going on there <laughs> mm. and then sure enough they're like no we're shutting down so did anybody actually give it a review that was favorable like did anyone uh, actually go oh yeah this is all right no nah, only the people you know been trying to be funny with it oh, you, know, you yeah. get the, the odd review that's you know That'll be, you know, be, it'll be a sarcastic like, like this game, buddy, made me want to, I don't know, do something. Yeah, and yeah. Just for the laughs. But, you know, of the legitimate people being a bit, you know, um, being honest their reviews, there weren't any really that were positive that I saw. But anyway, mm. end of an era. No. Um, just before, the other thing I wanted to have a chat about, did you guys watch the Game Awards show? Uh, I didn't yes. watch the whole thing, but I did watch a number of the game trailers that were shown during the Game mm. Awards. And uh, Yeah. So, I, I watched pretty much the whole thing, and I thought overall it was actually quite a good show. It went for two and a half hours, but again, what Steely said off the top of the news is the only thing watching it, I was just like, there is little to no time being spent actually talking and acknowledging the people that have made the games that have won the awards. Hmm. Like, it was so filled with, you know, trailers and previews and things like that. But they had, like, Matthew McConaughey was out there. And then they got Old Mate from, I can't remember what the Marvel movie is. He came out in a moon boot. And then he was just talking about how he broke his foot playing pickup basketball and cracking jokes. And there was just a lot of that stuff, which I thought, you know, it's fine. But I really wish they would have spent a bit more time on acknowledging the people, in, a, in especially in a year like this, in 2023, where we've had such an exceptional year of games. Mm. And there's a lot of, you know, studios out there that are doing it tough as well. There's been a lot of layoffs this year. And it would have been nice if they'd spent a bit more time just letting the people who made these great award-winning games at least talk for more than 30 seconds. Because it was, it was like, like an Oscars event. Like, I was watching and I was like... Where's that noise coming from? Because I had my headphones in. I thought there was noise coming from down the street. And it turned out they were playing cue music to, like, tell the people to start winding it up. You'd start yeah, getting, right. like, the, the music in the background. And they even had a big um, screen that sort of was prompting them, like, start wrapping up your speech. And I think it was IGN. They, yeah. they had an article and they broke it down. I think it was, like, 18% of the whole award show was actually dedicated to the awards. And the rest was trailers and celebrities talking about things and mm. this sort of stuff which i think is good but i wish they would have just 
dwelled on some of the award winners. Obviously, it'd be a pretty dry event if every single award winner came out and did their thanks for 10 minutes every single one. But mm. I think they could have had a bit better of a balance because a lot of the people who won awards didn't actually go up there and speak. So Jeff Keighley mm. would do a lot where he'd be like, all right, now the winner of this of this award is this. And he'd just read it out. He'd be like, these are the nominations and the winner. And the next one he'd do, he'd like lots of five. Um, but yeah, but outside of that, I actually thought it was quite a good show. And true to his word, Jeff Keighley uh, beefed up security. There was no one running on uh, on stage at this event, which you know, <laughs> kind of disappointing. I was hoping someone would get up there and yell out some Bill Clinton propaganda, or I think what was the other one? The guy yelling "Give us GDA six or something. But they had these <laughs> these they're like security guards at the end of each aisle. These yeah. two big, massive guys in like black suits and black ties, just keeping an eye on things. But Overall, I thought it was good, but I wish they probably acknowledged the award winners a bit better and gave them a bit better chance, especially like Larian. I think they might have only had a few minutes of talking. Like, mm. just won the fucking game of the year. Like, let them. Okay, let well, let's, let's not uh, go too early on that news, uh, Ferg. <laughs> I'm, but I'm sure people have caught up with the news by now. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I tell you what, <coughs> Steely, let's, uh, on that note, let's throw <laughs> over to you and let's start talking about our uh, our votes for for the various different categories of uh, of the game awards all right well come one come all come it in your bum we I'm are gonna come. Talk- yeah tell me about <laughs> it, um, uh, gt um so basically uh, yes as as we've mentioned the the game awards have happened and um as per last year's um uh, end of year show that we did we basically went through all of the categories in the Game Awards minus all of the esports categories, and uh, we we crowned the discerning gamer of the year, the person who has the most exceptional taste in games. <laughs> and it happened to be um, me last year, and which <laughs> I still think is the truth, regardless of tonight's result. But we are going to kick straight into it. Casey's going to tally the points, and then at the very end of it all, we are going to crown a possibly new discerning gamer of the year. And then we're going to go through the very end of it all, our uh, personal game of the year this year, because I'm sure that everyone's been playing something uh, different and we'll have uh, something fresh and exciting to put down on the table. So cue the music, JB. All right. Games. I know what guys want. Awards. I know what boys like. Game awards. Boys like Tell me about it. Boys like me. Yum. I'm a back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what order are we going to go in? Look, I have written down the categories in... Best uh, people-wise. People. Oh, let's go from... J- we'll do what we usually do, we'll do which is uh, um, JB, Ferg, myself, and then you, because that's the order in which we are announced. All right, so to kick things off, to kick them off, I'm going to bypass the game of the year as the first thing, and we're going to go to the second thing on my list because we'll do the game of the year at the end. So um, basically, here we go. We're going to go best direction. What what did you guys vote for? Tell us, guys. Starting from JB, we're going to go. You've got it there. All right, Spider-Man 2, I'm going to say. Baldur's Gate 3. Come on now, best direction. Well, I'm doing it in the order that was online. Why? Why? That's what I've got next. Well, fuck. Get your shit together. Where is it? 
Now that's that's. Come on. Off. Wife. You've just written content creator direction. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> Art direction. Best. You've even got best esports team. What the fuck? <laughs> Trust you to do a fucking half-dicked job of this. All right, what were the nominees? What were the nominees? I don't know what all the fucking nominees are. Uh, I'll go, go Baldur's Gate. Well, it wasn't Baldur's Gate. Oh, okay. It was Alan Wake 2. So no one got anything. Nobody won a point there. <laughs> I picked Baldur's Gate as well. So okay. Best narrative. Starting from JB. Best Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3, I said. And, and I Casey? said Alan Wake 2. Motherfucker. Casey gets a point. It's <laughs> Alan Wake 2. <laughs> the one that she actually wrote down, everyone. Wow. wow. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm really scared now. Fuck me. <laughs> Best art direction. Uh, I got JB. That. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Hi-Fi Rush. Mario Wonder and... Mario Wonder. It was Alan Wake 2. Best art direction. One by Alan Wake 2. No points for anyone. Right. I'm winning. Best score or music. All right. Uh, sorry. Go, go, JB. What do you Final have? Fantasy 15. Final Fantasy. And I had Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Score. This one? There we go. Zelda. Yeah, Zelda. There we go. Uh, it was it was Final Fantasy. Well done, JB. A tick on the board. That's one and Ferg. for JB. Oh, oh, and Ferg. Fuck. I'm doing my own counting uh, as well here. I, I don't know if I trust C-Mac on the, on the countdown there. Oh, I'll tell you. The <laughs> skills are <laughs> one. Yeah. Best audio design. Best, oh, I've got Simon watching me. So best, okay. best audio design. <laughs> Alan Wake 2. <clears throat> yeah, Alan Wake 2. I said Alan Wake 2 as well. Spider-Man. And it was Hi-Fi Rush. Okay. Best no song. I don't think it's one Best performance. Hit me, JB. Neil Newborn, Baldur's Gate 3. Eldris Elba, Cyberpunk. Yuri Lowenthal, Spider-Man 2. Uh, Eldris Elba as well. Oh, all you fucking Hollywood folks. It was Neil... I can't say his last name. What was it? Newborn? Newborn? Yeah. Well, that's what I said. Nice one, JB. Fucking oh, tick on the board for JB. Yeah, fuck yeah. Stick that yes. up your dick. Well, I will. <laughs> You've got anything yet, son. Later on tonight. Shut your mouth, <laughs> you vile woman. Innovation and accessibility. Uh, Street Fighter JB. 6. Street Fighter 6. So I went Spider-Man 2. I said Spider-Man. It was Forza, motherfuckers. Jeez, we are really discerning gamers. Games for impact. JB, hit me. Goodbye, Volcano High. Cheer. 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 Cheer it is. So nice. who is that? Ferg, Simon, Casey? Yep. Yeah, Ferg, Simon, and Casey. What even the fuck is Goodbye, Volcano High, JB? Have you even played that game? I uh, have not. <laughs> it's very impactful. Don't, don't, don't be <laughs> very impactful. Very impactful. Zero impact. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, wow. Best ongoing. Cyberpunk Best ongoing. 2077. Cyberpunk. I said Fortnite. I said Fortnite too. It's Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck here we go. Is that one? No, that's debut indie dolls. Best indie. 
two different fucking things. Indy, you said seeing oh, stars. stars. That's a tick for uh, Casey and a tick for JB. Fuck yeah. I think Actually played Sea of Stars. Mm, it's a good game. Yeah. Uh, best debut indie Pizza Tower. Oh, sorry, you go, JB. Viewfinder, Cocoon, Pizza Tower, Pizza Tower. Oh, fuck me, it was Cocoon. Everyone, I picked the wrong one. Was that one. Ferg? Yeah, yeah, that was yep. Ferg. I oh, picked, JB I and Ferg are tying. I picked Cocoon for best indie, but it was the best debut indie. So suck my. Okay. Did we? Did um, we miss best yeah, community support? Yeah, you've missed that one, Steely. I'm getting there okay. because I fucked up. Okay. <laughs> my, my list is all over the shop. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Anyway. You shit the bed is what happened. Yeah. Here we go. Best mobile. Monster JB. Hunter now. Final Fantasy. Honkai Star Rail. Final Fantasy. And it was Honkai Star Rail, you fucks. I'm coming back. Nice one. Best VR. Call of the Mountain. Yeah. Horizon Call of the Mountain. Resident Evil Village VR mode. He said Call of the Mountain. Well, fuck is I'm coming back. It's Resident oh, Evil Steel Village VR tear. mode. Wow. Best action game. Armored Core. Armored Core. Hi-Fi Rush. Dead Island 2. It was Armored Core. That's one for JB, one for Ferg. Yeah, take that from soft. Yeah, you fuckers. Simon, relax. (laughs) I'm excited. Best action adventure. Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom it is. That's a point for everyone. Fuck yeah. Best ARPUG. Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3. Um... Don't, Simon. Doesn't matter what you say because the answer will be Baldur's Gate three. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Baldur's Gate three. What? So you didn't get it? What? What was the? What was the? You've got best esports player written down there, but you don't have the best <laughs> RPG. I went off of the list that was online. Well, you didn't because you... Baldur's Gate three. Okay, Casey gets a point by default because she didn't write down the fucking thing. Everyone, mm. just letting you know again. Best fighting game. Street Fighter 6. Street Fighter 6. Street Fighter 6. I said Mortal Kombat. Fucked in. It's Street Fighter 6. <laughs> Should have known that. Fighting so angry. It's exciting. Okay. And you didn't write down everything that I told you to. And now it makes me feel sad. Best family game. Aww. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Yeah, Mario Bros. Wonder. Mario Wonder. I did Pikmin 4. No, oh, sucks to be you. It's Mario <laughs> Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to be so, is in such trouble at, when this recording finishes, uh, Steely. Steely wants yeah, to go back to back, I can tell. Mm. Best sports slash racing game. FC24. 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 Here we go. Hot Wheels, I did. Hot Wheels. <laughs> Apparently Hot Wheels got good reviews, though. So, But that was a good, good guess. But no, it was Forza, everyone. Forza. Yeah, oh. Oh, nobody got that. Or as uh, Jeff Keeley likes to say, Forza Motorsport, I'm a wanker. Anyway. <laughs> Best multiplayer. Diablo 4. Baldur's Gate 3. Diablo 4. I did Super Mario. It was Baldur's Gate 3. Nice one, Ferg. Mm. Fuck. 
Berg's sitting there all year saying, how good Diablo was. Oh, I love Diablo. Tweak my nipples and all of a I sudden. I mean, my strategy but- was to vote for Baldur's Gate 3 on every single category it was nominated for. And <laughs> yeah, that was well, a pretty pretty good uh, Pretty strategy. sound strategy, given <laughs> that. Good strategy, uh, yeah. Most yeah. anticipated. Hades 2. Hades 2. Hades 2. I mean, Final Fantasy. And you've won a point, my little saucy sorcerer. <laughs> it's Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Um, best esports game, PUBG Mobile, Dota Two, League of Legends, PUBG Mobile. It was Valorant. Mmm, fuck. Everyone, but if you pushed the wrong button, harsh but fair. Best community support for everyone that was upset with me before. Okay, well, look, I'm going to regret this, but I said No Man's Sky. I know they get nominated every year and they lose every year, but uh, I'm, I'm quietly hoping that they will win one time. I did Baldur's Gate 3. Of course you fucking did. Cyberpunk. I did Cyberpunk. It's Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> yep. And best adaptation. Uh, T. Lou. The Last of Us. Mario movie. The Last of Us. Well, everybody part- but me got that, so... Um, just back is all. And that brings us to the very... And that was nice and quick. I wanted to make it quick because... Um, I'm fucking sweating through my top because you stressed me out. That I wasn't <laughs> quick enough. I tell you, I stink. That was, that was, that was my... Um, <gasps> My no, I chose Quackity as the best content creator and Ruler as the esports player because I don't know what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, I voted on all of them as well. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> no, nah, fucking because the esports categories are just people that nobody knows and nobody. Studio, ga- studio, Nintendo. I said what stu- stu- there was what? studio and game direction. Anyway, whatever. Oh, that was the one. That was game direction, dolls. That was best direction, which you said. Baldur's Gate. Yeah, so okay, I'll you, take one off. That's all right. You haven't won anyway because this year's. Wait. Oh, yeah, we've got Game of the Year still. Oh, Game of the Year. Fuck. Oh, well, yeah. Maybe you have not won. I haven't won. <laughs> Game of the Year, everyone. Uh, I did have Tears of the Kingdom put down, but I realised that that's uh, fucking <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3. There we go. Give Ferg a tick. I did Tears of the Kingdom. Casey did. <laughs> On a staggering 13 points, this guy maybe doesn't know just as much what he likes in games, but what others do because of his Baldur's Gate 3 strategy, (laughs) it's Fergus Fergamon Hamilton! Look at me go. I've won something. Wow! The winner of the Sony Gamer of the Year. One million dollars. <laughs> finally buy those video games that you couldn't buy. I can. Them. Look, I'd, just, I'd love to just thank Baldur's Gate 3. I've voted for him <laughs> seven times here by the looks, and Joy. that has probably <laughs> been enough to get me across the line. My plan going in was I'm going to vote for him on every single category. 
regardless if I think it's silly or not. And interestingly, they won some interesting categories like, you know, best RPG, fair enough. Game of the year, it was always going to be in the mix. But they won best community support, which, again, I can kind of understand. They've they've been really good as far as, you know, releasing patches and updates and giving us all this free content. So, that's pretty good. But best multiplayer. Now, I heard the co-op's fantastic, but you think, Traditionally, a multiplayer, it came up against, I think it was Diablo and Fortnite and a few others like that. So, maybe I didn't think it was going to be the favourite in that one, even though I voted for it. But I um, just had the mm. this assumption in my head that best multiplayer was going to go to something that is only able to be played in multiplayer or, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, whereas the single player experience in Baldur's Gate's so strong, I just thought, oh, surely they, they wouldn't give it to someone else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that, that's kind of interesting. Having looked through the list as well, I think at least all of the best games of 2023 have won A Award, um, with the exception of which, you know, a bit of a shame, because they were voted for a number of different categories. It was Spider-Man 2, which was a fantastically well-received game this year. I think they were nominated for, like, six or seven categories, something crazy, and they didn't yeah. end up winning one, so... Outside of that, you've got, obviously, Baldur's Gate, we've got Zelda, uh, Mario Wonder, you know, Street Fighter Six. They're all fantastic games, and, you know, I think a lot of them were in the runners for Game of the Year. It's mm. good to see them at least win a award, so no one's been snubbed. But uh, Spider-Man... <clears throat> just realised, sorry, everyone, I um, I didn't do best sim strategy, which was pick oh, number yeah. four. But yeah, not, that, not that it's going to change the votes. Ferg won at 13. JB was at 10. I was at 7 in case he was on 6. I was yeah. on 7 till I realised. I did have I did have Pikmin 4 for best sim strategy. Yeah, I had Pikmin 4 as well. Uh, wow. Well, fuck well, you, Ferg. Well, how, how good am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, was anyone... What are our thoughts around the list of game winners? Game of the year. How, how do we feel about that? I mean, oh. JB's played it. I haven't played it. But. Highly, highly deserved. I mean, I, I think um, you know this year that category in particular was just a very highly contested category. Mm. Um, any one of those games that were nominated could have deservingly been awarded Game of the Year, in my opinion. Um, I mean, just just go through the nominees for us, Simo. Do you have them uh, written down? I'm getting up. So, here they are. So, we had Baldur's Gate 3. All right. So, obviously, the winner. Yep. Highly deserved. Alan Wake 2. I haven't played Alan Wake 2, but I've heard very positive things about well, I think it. But they won. I'd have to go back and count on my list, but I think they won, you know, three or four. Game of the Year yeah, they um, awards, yeah. so about three awards. Yeah. Then we had Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Well, again, another like uh, mid nineties reviewed game on Metacritic, so fantastic game. Yeah. Yeah, and picked up. What did Mario's win? That was the best family game. Mm-hmm. I think uh-huh. that's the title uh-huh. of it. And then we had the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Yep, another another absolute cracker of a game. Yeah, which highly, one? Also highly deserving of. Uh, Game of the Year, if that had been a absolutely award, and that picked up Best Action Slash Adventure. Then we had Resident Evil Four, which did that win an award? See that one? Did that, that win the VR? Oh no, it's another Resident Evil game. Not that Resident one, I, I think, you know, I heard very positive things about it, but it is a remake of an old game. Like, and you know, does that like? I don't have a problem with it being very well received and, and reviewed very highly and everything, but it's not 
an original thing that's been brought to the table. It's a remake, and I have a problem mm. with that being considered as a game of the year uh, contender. But you know, maybe mm. that's just me. I I just think it should be something. I agree. New. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, I think that especially because it's something that people. It's obviously been put out into the uh, the ether of gaming because people know of that, obviously, that franchise very well, but that game obviously res- resonated with people back when it came out and they wanted to modernise it. And for the fact that they modernised it and they did it, such a great job of it is fantastic. But, I mean, surely, just surely there was something else that came out this year that could have filled that void mm. that wasn't a remake. Because, I mean, uh, I mean, if that's going to be put up there, I mean, why Metroid Prime didn't get a sing-out mm. for anything when that was a remake? Um, well, a remaster, you know, it just kind of, it's it's just a little bit, I think it's the wrong spot for it. Mm. And it's, the, it's this is the same as the kind of the controversy surrounding Dave the Diver being in, in, in the indie category as well, because it's being funded by a larger studio and it's not an indie game at all. But because it's a pixel art game, for some reason, it made its way there. Mm. I just, I'm so confused by some of the choices in the categories, even though... I, I do agree that all of the games that were in there could have very well won Game of the Year. I mean, I don't think a, a 2D side scroll is ever going to win Game of the Year unless there is something that is so groundbreaking about it. I think Super Mario Wonder was groundbreaking for the Super Mario 2D series, but not for Game of the Year in the way that, say, Baldur's Gate 3 was for RPGs and how Tears of the Kingdom was for open-world action-adventure games. It's just, yeah, but the pedigree was so high this year in the good games that did come out this year. Mm. I think they, I mean, Jeff Keighley, of course, he's going to tune in. He'll be listening. He's obviously a big fan of the show um, because we love him so much. But they nearly (laughs) need their own category for, you know, remake or remaster of the year Mm. because there's that many. Like, you know, like you said, you could have, there's Resident Evil. We had... um, If The Last of Us Part 2 remastered Mm. comes out next year, does that go into the mix for Game of the Year next year? Well, I mean, you know, come on. Yeah, mm. I, I just don't think it's fair because you've got a game that's already been tried and tested and has a, a track record, and it's like, um, I, I think you get your first bite of the cherry when you release the game initially, and then after that, yeah, maybe a category like best remaster or best remake or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I mm. don't think it's fair to go back in the mix to go in for the big prize. Mm. personally but and you know i watched a live stream of of jeff keely talking about um you know why they don't have that as a category and he was like well every year uh, my dick's big and he was like uh <laughs> you know there's not going to be all these remakes and remasters every single year and it's like well when you look at it every single year there are now more remakes and remasters than ever before mm. simply because i guess you know a lot of um, games that are coming out are getting more ambitious, they're taking more time, and the gap has to be filled in by something. I mean, there are two remakes slash remasters coming out for Nintendo next year, three, sorry, and they're the only three things apart from Peach's Showtime that we know that are coming out for Nintendo next year. Mm. So they could very well have a category about remakes and remasters. When we had games like Pikmin 4, which was uh, an HD version of Pikmin, uh, sorry, Pikmin 1 and 2 came out this year as well. That was an HD version of those games and um, uh, there's a number of remakes and remasters that have come out. It, it, to me, just and Metroid Prime, which I already said, 
To me, it seems like that in this day and age, you could have that category. And even if there was only a couple in that category, it would still make sense for it to be represented because I think the work that goes into porting or remastering games or remaking them is something, you know, that people have screwed up ports in the past quite badly. If you look at things like Sonic Colors, the, you know, Sonic Colors Ultimate or whatever was absolute trash. And then you look at games like, you know, Skyward Sword HD, which was fantastic. And they made accessibility options for people that just wanted to play with the controller. Not that I rated them, but they did it. And I think that there is a real uh, knack to making a good port of a game that obviously did well uh, at some point or maybe didn't reach its audience at some point that that should be represented versus it being in a category that really should be celebrate, celebrating new games that came out during the year. Mm, absolutely. And the last one was Marvel Spider-Man 2. Yeah, yeah. which, again, um, I've heard amazing things about it. I haven't had the opportunity to play it myself yet, but, um, you know, it's good to see Insomniac back up in those, uh, you know, mm. being considered amongst those sort of uh, games of that level because uh, they are an amazing studio and, um, yeah, they deserve to be celebrated for, for all their successes. Yeah, and if I'm not wrong, I think every game in that list outside of Alan Wake 2, which just missed out, were all ra- um, rated in the 90s on Metacritic this year, which is mm. unbelievable. Um, and just even another side note, which I think is really interesting, PC Gamer... Um, every year they release their top one. They release a list. They've been doing it for 30 years, the top 100 PC games of all time. And this year, Street Fighter Six cracked the list and it's sitting sixth of the sixth, in their eyes, the sixth best PC game ever. And this was a wow. game which I think had 94 or something around Metacritic as well. And it didn't even get nominated for Game of the Year. So I think that's a bit of a testament to how many good games we've been uh, blessed with this year. So. Mm, sport for choice absolutely well thank you very much uh, to you Ferg Steely and C-Mac and on behalf of all of us here at the Discerning Gamer podcast we want to thank all of you our loyal listeners for tuning in to us uh, all year this year and uh, you know staying staying with us um, it's been fantastic to have you along for, for the ride and we, we really look forward to getting back into the discussion next year. Uh, hopefully it's another cracker of a year gaming-wise uh, like it has been this year. And With so, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the whole scope of there being possibly new hardware as well next year, it's going to be a very exciting year for games. Um, would you say sure. you're uh, frothing at the cock, uh, Steely? <laughs> <laughs> I have... I have um, much foam coming out of it right now and smegma. Uh, oh, my gosh. Lots of smegma coming out there. But, um, no, but honest to goodness, um, on the topic of at the very end of all of this, we need to yeah, all JB, just discuss a little bit about it up just our yet. personal, oh. personal uh, game of the year. Um, and I'd like to start with you, JB. What, what was your favourite game of the year? What was your personal game of the year this year? You know, it's it's a it's a difficult one, but um, the game that sits front and centre of my mind right now 
um, is is oxygen not included? That is, I mean, it's it's an older, it's an old game. You did this last year, JB. You're supposed to pick a game from 2023. <laughs> Look, it's it's an old game. It's it's been a great game. Uh, that that can be my runner up, but. Yeah, look, give it a runner up. My my game, my game of the year, twenty twenty three. Um, rather unsurprisingly, has got to be Baldur's Gate three. Uh, I have played the other titles in the Baldur's Gate franchise. It never really captured me quite as much as what Baldur's Gate three has captured my attention. I think it's an amazing game. Deserves all the accolades it's received. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say Baldur's Gate 3. Boom. With uh, Oxygen Not Included oxygen as, not as included the runner. As the runner-up. Fuck you, Bill. Far out. Nice. Go, Ferg. What do you reckon, mate? Right. Well, what's, what's it going to be? <clears throat> so, again, I said at the top of the show, and the long-time listener of the um, podcast throughout the year would may remember that I've been on a quest to not spend any money on video games in 2023. So that obviously puts you at a disadvantage of, you know, buying and playing the latest and greatest of 2023. But I did have a few ways I could bend the rules to get my hands on some new release games. And there's three in particular. I've got a winner. I've got two runners up. And one of my runners up is the only games. So this is a confession. I spent my own money on a game this year. There was no loophole what? that I could. There was no loophole. There was no way I could get around it. Um, and so this game, the beta was available in the middle of the year, and I thought, well, that's great. Beta's free, and I had so much fun with the beta that I thought I'm denied. And I probably waited maybe six weeks, two months after it came out, and then I just couldn't wait anymore. I actually bought the game, and I'm speaking. Um, this is runner-up number one, none other than Diablo Four as my runner-up in 2023. No dick, no balls, <laughs> and probably no butthole since this guy feeds on radiation. Was a big fan of Diablo 2 back in the day. Didn't really play Diablo 3. Played the beta. Absolutely loved it, so I picked the game up. I played probably about 150 hours and you know probably had three characters, so I got a good mix of playing some of the different classes. But snappy gameplay, a really engaging story, Incredible cutscenes, some of the best I've ever seen in a video game, and amazing soundtrack, and just a really fantastically polished and and enjoyable experience. So Diablo Four gets my runners up award for 2023. My equal another joint runner up game of 2023 is probably the first game I played in 2023, and that was Hogwarts Legacy. So I want to give that one a shout out. I mean, I think this is probably one of the best open worlds I've experienced for a very, very long time. This was unbelievably beautiful and detailed world, and I just loved getting lost in it. Um, some of the things I was concerned about going in turned out to be some of the highlights in the game. It had fantastic combat. I really loved the spell, how that whole thing worked, and some of the fights and stuff. I thought that was really well done. I really enjoyed the puzzles um, and the interactions with the with the open world. Been out of cruise around on a broomstick. Just explored the world from, you know, above. I thought it was fantastic. Um, a really, really enjoyable experience. Only held back by the fact that while it's great that you had a fully customizable player, you could make them uniquely yours. I think that that sort of took away from a really, really strong narrative and a story that I thought Hogwarts Legacy was sort of missing. I didn't really care for my character 
He's a fifth-year student. They never told me why he was rocking up after five years. There's no apparent reason. I don't care about him. I didn't think the story was that great. But outside of that, Hogwarts Legacy was such an amazing experience. I easily got my money's <laughs> got my money's worth with that one. And a little bit, still a little bit disappointed that there was no Quidditch um, and just a few other little things like the NPCs being super repetitive and you know getting the same dialogue, a few things like that. But still, an amazing experience. Hogwarts Legacy gets a massive shout out. It's a bit of a reoccurring theme with my list here. I'm I'm celebrating all the games that didn't win any awards. Sorry. That's all right, mate. It's a great <laughs> tune. But lastly, probably no surprise because I've played the shit out of this game and I've talked about it a lot. My game of 2023 and probably the only game of the year award it's going to win is uh, none other than Bethesda's Starfield. Again, really enjoyed this game. Thought it was a fantastic experience. It's, it's a Bethesda game through and through. I probably notched about 150 hours, I think, in it. Combat was solid. The ship combat was actually really good. Um, the endless possibilities as far as base building and ship building and, you know, character customization and skill trees and stuff like that was fantastic. Um, I got to the point of getting around to playing New Game Plus, which I just thought was a really fantastic addition to the game and a really cool way to, um, you know, the way that they threaded that into the story and, you know, the the possibilities and the change it made to actually encourage you to go back and play through it again, I thought was fantastic. Um, some really good quests, um, really interesting stuff, interesting companions, but unfortunately sort of let down a bit by the classic Bethesda jank, just some stuff which was bad, just bad maps. Um, I really wish they had the No Man's Sky type of traveling system. Unfortunately, we were met with just loading screens after loading screens and maps within maps and some of that stuff. And for a long time, I didn't really sort of know how to sum up Starfield because I really, really enjoyed it, but I just felt like it was always missing something. And the analogy that I landed on, it's like a cake without the icing. So the cake itself is is fantastic, but the icing on the cake is what takes it to the next to the next level you know maybe the cake in a few st- spots it might be a bit dry and you know the icing will compensate for a lot of that stuff it's it's where the metacritic score fell it's about an 85 percent game and what mm-hmm. it's missing is that slither of icing on the top which is just the polish and you know maybe a better more engaging storyline that would have taken it to the next level and unfortunately it's missing the icing on the proverbial cake but still a fantastic experience um, no regrets after 150 hours i'll get back and like i said i'll 100 it at some point um so yeah i'll give starfield my 2023 game of the year okay so steely uh what's your game of the year my game of the year now well look i haven't played um and i'm so glad i haven't played starfield uh, um, <laughs> and, and I haven't played <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3, um, which I'd love to, but it's too expensive. Um, but what I have played is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. and um, Which is probably just as expensive as Baldur's Gate 3, or if not more, <laughs> but that's okay. But I'm not taking a fucking gamble with it, am I? I don't know if I'm going to like Baldur's Gate 3 because I don't know if it's the type of game that I'm into. But 
with Tears of the Kingdom, I knew that I'd be into it, but I just didn't realise how much. And I'm glad that with a game like this, I avoided a lot of the um, the sort of promotional material leading up to it because it kept every part of what I learnt in the game surprising from I, I knew that you'd go into the sky, but I didn't realise that you'd go underneath Hyrule. Um, I found the whole, uh, the the technical prowess of a game of this calibre running on such old and dated hardware to be one of, uh, I think, the most impressive feats in, uh, I think, Nintendo's history in making games. The fact that they could get this thing to cooperate on a Nintendo Switch's sort of main regular hardware just blew me away, considering the uh, scope and size of the game, the size of the map, the fact that there were three separate areas on the map that you could visit that basically made the game three times the size of what I expected it to be. Um, there's just There was just something about that experience. It was incredibly epic. The story was, um, I think, the only problem I had with the story was the way that it was told, which was, again, in those memory-like vignettes that we got that were um, from very much the same as the game that came before it and some stuff that only comes with being an open-world game that gives you all of the freedom because with all of that freedom comes less direction when story is involved and story is one of my favorite parts of Zelda games. I they're, they're the things that stay with me every time I've played a Zelda game from Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask to T uh, Twilight Princess to The Wind Waker. All of the story arcs that happen in the moment are the most exciting ones, whereas to always be referred to the memories of things that have happened or looking into the past all the time made for this game to kind of feel in some ways disjointed right until its final act when it brought back the same mood and the same intensity of the first act and the opening scene of the game. Um, I just found that it was just it pales in comparison to any open world game that I've ever played simply because of the way that it allows you to manipulate the world, but it does not require you to manipulate the world in order to play the game. It's something that is complete, almost completely optional in, in most areas. And it just enhances the experience tenfold um, for, for the game that it is. is. Is it something that I want to see them do again? No, because I think that it was, I think as a standalone experience, it was exciting. If I was to build whatever I want in every single Zelda game, I think it would just take away from the magic that they've captured in this game. And I'm glad that this game was not a direct copy of Breath of the Wild. Otherwise, it would diminish what they did with Breath of the Wild. But there is just nothing, uh, I think, uh, Zelda-wise and open world-wise like this game. I was very impressed by it. And I'll continue to be impressed by it until the next Zelda comes out, I'm sure. But having said that, very excited to play Baldur's Gate um, eventually. And if I had to pick a runner-up, you know what? It would be a hard toss between Pikmin 4 and, and Mario Wonder, two incredible games that I played to completion with Casey. Um, they, they are my runner-ups purely because, again, just excelling those franchises 
uh, in the right direction with no fucking shitty gimmicks like, oh, now you can blow into the microphone and, and make your Pikmin fly. It was just like, you know, gameplay mechanics that people want that are useful, that can sustain more entries in those series. And to reinvent Mario the way that it was done was incredibly impressive as well. So I'm just, um, yeah, my game of the year would have to be Tears of the Kingdom, but um, mm-hmm. those are my runners-up mm-hmm. and end talking. All right. Nice. Well done, Tears of the Kingdom. <clears throat> C-Mac, what have you got yes. for us? What's your game of the year 2023? Well... If we're going to go runner-ups as well, I think I'm definitely going to pick Hogwarts Legacy. We, as painful as some parts were, <laughs> we put so many hours into that game and it was just really fun. It was just a fun game. It was. Dumb yeah. fun. Um, and Pikmin 4 was, as you know, my my comprehensive review has said, Pikmin is good. So <laughs> I stand by my review on the Pikmin game. It was good. It is good. You should play it. Mm. Um, but no, my um, game of the year, it's going to be no surprise to everyone. It's definitely going to be the Bluey video game. You know, it's such, <laughs> it's such a good video game. It's not, it's not janky. It's not easy. It's really good. Um, I love it. No, I hate it. Um, <laughs> Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> if you haven't played the Bluey game, don't 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 play it don't unless you have very what? small, very tiny children that think it's the best thing in the world. But it's t- it's it's you you want to missed opportunity yourself. of the year. Yeah, what a shame. It's really bad. Mm. <laughs> but you know what? Noah loves it. So good on him. Uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom and ditto everything Simon said. Because I don't oh, need to repeat it, it again because <laughs> everything he said is true and mm. it's an amazing game and we probably put way too many hours into it this year. Way too many. I think on my roundup on Zelda it said something that I put maybe, I think, 189, maybe 300 hours. Surely it was more than that. More than that. Oh, good again. Anyway, so definitely that's my game of the year along with Blue. Nice. Mm. Nice one. Fucking Bluey. <laughs> the, well, the, the biggest... A fucking missed opportunity in in gaming. Why? Because Bluey is like Mario. It is attractive to mm. everyone, all ages, from adults to kids. As a show, it is it reaches adults to kids. You can't even jump properly. And oh my god! It just keeps glitching <laughs> and clipping into the side. And for some reason, all their voice actors were in completely different voice studios all around Australia, and it was all mixed differently. Just so one bit was like yelling. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, the it biggest, just, biggest, <laughs> biggest disappointment of twenty twenty three. Bluey. Oh, Did you have any disappointing oh, games? Oh. Any dis- Disappointments this year, JB. Anything you picked up, then you were just like, "Fuck, that's the money I'm not going to get back." Or Starfield, Starfield, for me. <laughs> um, look, it just didn't capture me the way I hoped it was going to. Um, yeah, I, the pacing didn't didn't grab me. Um, you know, the the glitchiness of it didn't didn't impress me and yeah it it really just lost me really really quickly unfortunately um so yeah that's probably the it the one big slow start. disappointment for me uh this year um i'm not saying i won't ever go back to it but 
It was also the fact that I couldn't get it on PlayStation. That would have been my preferred um, place to play it. And, you know, it just... I, I get that Xbox have got to have exclusives and they need to have, you know, big first-party studios that are going to develop solely for them the way that Sony do, but it's still disappointing as someone who is firmly parked in the PlayStation camp that I you know, couldn't enjoy that experience the way that I wanted to. So, yeah, that's mm. uh, that's me. Yeah. Well, I didn't really have too many disappointing experiences with games because I didn't buy many games in 2023. Probably the only the disappointing and... I mean, last year I played Elden Ring in the year it came out and it was just an amazing game. So, it was good to be a part of everyone celebrating that game and sort of understanding why it was getting such high praise. Mm. This year, if it wasn't a year where I wasn't spending money, I would have absolutely bought Baldur's Gate 3. And so that's probably the only disappointing thing of 2023 is that I'm not going to get around to playing that game until the fanfares maybe died down a bit. But again, just wish list it, wish list it and pick it up when it goes on sale. sale. It is is fucking mint. Might have to wait a while, but we'll see as soon as it goes down. Absolutely. Hmm. Here's a, um, a twist of fate. Sorry, everyone. Um, n- there's already talks that next year that at the Game Awards we could see Asgard's Wrath 2, which is a VR game um, possibly nominated for Game of the Year. The first time a VR game will be nominated for Game of the Year at the Game Awards. Why? It's been getting fucking slapping on hard tens. Has anybody seen this? Have you heard about this? I've Asgard's... Not. Wrath 2. JB, if it comes to PSVR, I would love you to play. It's apparently a completely fully-fledged uh, open-world RPG um, in, uh, you know, in VR and um, getting a, a lot of good shit coming to it. Mm-hmm. Basically, a lot of people are excited. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just looking it up now. It's coming not to next month. Is it? Yeah, it is it, when's it coming to PSVR 2? Don't know. Might not be, but it's, it's on the <laughs> you MetaQuest site. You might have to get a MetaQuest, JB. Yeah, I uh, don't think I'll be doing that, but uh, <laughs> no. I'll keep. I'll it keep looks my, fucking good, though. I'll keep my ear to the uh, the ground on that one. And uh, yeah, if, if it does come to PSVR, we'll, we'll have a look. I'm sure. you get onto it. Well, that's about all the time we've got for The Discerning Gamer this week and, in fact, this year. Uh, thank you very much for being with us. And, as always, I'd like to thank the DG crew, starting with Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Thanks, JB. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a good year in doing the co- podcast and uh, look forward to getting stuck into it early next year. Yeah. Get to the chopper! <laughs> And I'd like to thank Simon Steely McLaughlin. Oh, thank you so much, Joel. And thank you for hosting this uh, great show of ours every week. Thanks to everyone who's listened. And also um, just uh, for, uh, especially for all the changes that we've been making to the show during the year, I think um, we're all pretty proud of what we've come up with um, to, to bring the show to, uh, you know, where it is now. And, um, I'm very proud to be a part of it. So thanks for everyone for listening. And um, remember to always lick it before you fucking slip it. (laughs) And as always, you know what we say about Steely. He's the only member of the DG crew with an insanely high power level. Tell me what his power 
level is. It's over 9,000. Oh, that sound bite's so good. That's right. <laughs> and last but certainly not least. God, stop. <laughs> the amazing. <laughs> Pistol Pete. <laughs> the Pist. <laughs> Casey C Mac McLaughlin. The Pist. Master yeah. P. The Pist. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks very much. Thanks for that. another epic farewell. It's been a good year. I've I've said a few things this year that have been okay. And highly controversial. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. What did you say? Is, uh, is, there you go. Is yeah. there anything in the in the style of your husband that you'd like to throw out there just to really close out the year on a high note? Shit the bed. <laughs> and there it is, That's folks. It. There it is. Brilliant. Shit the fucking bed. And with that, we'll see you next year. Bye. Bye. See you next year, everyone. Hey, um, old Lang Syne to all of your f- friends and family when um, that ticker goes over to that Midnight, uh, Minutes to Midnight's uh, album from Lincoln Park. If you want to listen to that at midnight, you can. Um, we will see you next year when the uh, Switch 2 is announced. Um, so everyone, reach into your pockets uh, because it's coming. Uh, you heard it here first. 